Ladies, gentlemen, this is the Real Estate for All podcast. I'm your host, Frederick Middlebrooks, and in this episode, we're going to be talking about knowing when it's the right time to purchase a home. So Ecclesiastes 3.1, for everything there is a season and a time for every activity under heaven. Now, when it comes to purchasing a home, it is true that timing has little to do with the economical environment that is going on around us and has just about everything to do with your preparation and your financial and mental mindset. So with that, we're going to get jumped off into the first category, which is financial preparation. So knowing whether or not it's the right timing to purchase a home has a lot to do with what your finances are looking like. Have you saved for the expenses that are going to come as part of purchasing a home? There are a lot of upfront costs, many of which we talked about in the last episode. You've got cost with a home appraisal. You've got cost with a home inspection. When you close on that home, you're going to have closing costs. You're going to have taxes and insurance that's going to need to be paid. When you move into that home, undoubtedly there's going to be cost with you filling out that home with everything that you need. Uh, before you purchase a home, you likely don't have the amount of things that you're going to end up having or needing once you purchase that home. Uh, you might not even have a washer and dryer because a lot of times when you rent a place uh, or an apartment, sometimes that's provided at the apartment complex where you're at, or you go to a laundry facility, but now you own a home, you might need to invest in a washer and dryer. Um, you might need to invest in furniture because sometimes people rent out apartments or units that are furnished. And so you might need to invest in some furniture and you need to make sure that you are planning for these things so that you are financially ready to be able to purchase a home and cover these upfront costs. Also under the financial section, though, you also need to make sure that your finances are still helping to support where it is that you are trying to go in life. By that, I mean, after you take on a mortgage payment, can you still plan for retirement? And can you save for emergencies or are you living check to check? Now, I'll caveat this by saying, in many cases, a mortgage payment is less than monthly rent. However, the upfront cost of purchasing a home can set a lot of people back a little bit. And so you don't want to cripple your finances so much that now if something were to happen, if you were in the unfortunate event that you got in a car accident or if something out of you know the ordinary happened, you're not able to cover those expenses or that's going to really disrupt your life to the point to where you might end up losing that house that you worked so hard to be able to purchase. So you want to make sure that your life goals, your life plans, which you can still continue, which you still aim to do with when you're trying to retire, what you're wanting to accomplish can still be something that you're able to shoot for and plan for. And you're not all wrapped up in this home and this mortgage now. It's a great thing to own a home. And again, in many cases, a mortgage will offer you stability and in many cases also be cheaper than monthly rent. However, 
that upfront cost, you don't want that to take you out or put you in a position to where you're so vulnerable to the smallest thing that's unforeseen happening, which can really throw off your life plans. So you want to make sure that financially you are ready to be able to purchase that home. And a big portion of that is saving for those expenses. So moving on from financial, there's a mental aspect to this. Are you ready mentally to be able to purchase a home? Number one, under the mental category, are you responsible? This is a question that it'd be nice if, you know, only you can answer that. But a lot of times that's not the case. A lot of people think they're responsible, but then there are people around you who know you better and they might know that, oh, you're not responsible if you're the type of person that, you know, you stay up late, can't wake up when you need to wake up or go to work on time. Uh, perhaps you're the person that neglects your responsibilities. You're always late on those credit card bills or you miss a car payment here or there. It might not be time for you to look at purchasing a home because taking on a mortgage is a big responsibility and there is a big fallout if you're not responsible enough to maintain making those mortgage payments on time and the unfortunate event comes up to where you know there's a foreclosure involved or a short sale or anything of that nature so you want to make sure that you are responsible and again you might also want to talk to some trusted individuals who can help shed some light on whether or not they believe you are ready to step up and make this purchase on a home. Ultimately, it's a decision that you will need to make and a place that you know you need to be in mentally, but you wanna make sure that in addition to that responsibility, that you're also mentally prepared to take on owning a home. When you're renting and something goes wrong, you call the landlord and it's the landlord's job to fix whatever it is that goes wrong. If it's the plumbing, if it's the electrical, if it's the washer dryer that they provide, whatever it is, if the roof starts leaking, um, it's something that the landlord takes care of. You just make that one phone call, they make whatever phone calls they need to make, spend the money that needs to get spent to get, take care of it. When you own a home, that is on you now to make sure that that gets taken care of. If you buy a single family home with a yard, are you prepared to be able to take care of that yard? Because that's now your responsibility. And if you're not, are you financially prepared to be able to pay someone else to take care of that yard? These are things to think about when you're going to own a home. When that water heater goes out and it will at some point go out because they don't last forever. Are you prepared to be able to replace the water heater? knowing it might cost you $1,500 or $2,000, depending upon the size and type of the water heater that you're going with. Are you prepared to replace that HVAC system? Because that will need repairs or replacing at some point. Are you prepared to replace the roof? Are you prepared to, prepared to do all of these things that are necessary? Now, I'm throwing out a lot of stuff at you. I want you to know I have owned uh, two homes in my life thus far, and these are not repairs that come up frequently or all the time uh, on a good property. I should say that you have some properties that are just in really bad shape, but it's not that every week or every month 
or every other month you're like, oh, I got another repair. I got another repair that I need to do. Um, but I have installed a new HVAC system in one of my homes before. Um, I have had to have the other HVAC system in the other home repaired. I have, I, thankfully, I haven't had to replace a roof, but I have had to fix a leak that was on the roof. Um, so, you know, things do pop up from time to time and mentally you just want to be prepared financially. You also do want to be prepared to be able to take care of those things that could come up. But mentally you want to be prepared to be able to know that, hey, this is mine. I own this. I'm taking responsibility for this. If something happens, I'm stepping up to make sure that it gets fixed and taken care of so that I can maintain this property in good condition. That way, the property t continues to appreciate in value and it's an asset that I have that I can, if you so choose, sell at a later uh, at a higher price later on or rent it out and have your renters cover your mortgage. Um, but whatever it is, you have already mentally come to terms with it in your mind that this is something I own and I am ready to step up and take ownership of it, fix anything that breaks. Um, if that deck starts rotting, I'm going to save up now to replace that deck. And that might cost you ten, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 to replace that deck. So there are a lot of costs associated with it. If you want to know how to budget these costs, listen to the last episode because I talk all about how to budget for these costs that you know are going to come up when you own a home. It's the same way that people or landlords who own investment properties budget for them. Um, and I get all into, about into the details of how they budget for them as well, utilizing your rent money to be able to budget for the repairs that are coming up so that when those repairs do come up, they're not having to pay for it. They've set aside money that you've paid them for rent to be able to cover it. So listen to that episode. You'll get a lot more information about how to budget for those expenses. But getting back into the mental preparation, are you the type of person that prioritizes saving over spending? And by that, I mean, do you... If it comes down to, I need to, I, I have a Starbucks fix. I, I gotta have my Starbucks in the morning or my Dunkin' Donuts or whatever, uh, Dunkin' Coffee. If finances start looking tight, do you still remain consistent in getting that Starbucks every morning? Do you still remain consistent in going out to eat every Friday or every other Friday, or do you still remain, or do you switch rather and say, you know what, I'm gonna have to cut back on how much I, I go out to restaurants. I'm gonna have to cut back on the $8 coffee that I'm drinking every morning at Starbucks or $6 coffee, whatever it costs. I'm not a coffee drinker, so I would not know, but do you start making those cutbacks and saying, you know what? I noticed that the savings account is dwindling a little bit. I need to beef up my savings account a little bit more. So I'm gonna have to start making some cutbacks on drinking my coffee, on eating out at restaurants, on my Netflix account or Hulu or Disney Plus account. One of the streaming services, Apple, Amazon, whatever, there's a lot of them. And if you've got 
more than half of them. Maybe you cut back to less than half of them. Start using that extra money to save up for some of those expenses. Are there some things that you like to indulge in, which is not bad to indulge in things here and there. But when you notice your finances are starting to dwindle, are you the person that's going to prioritize saving or are you the person that's like, I got a certain lifestyle that I need to maintain? And so that's that comes first before saving for emergencies in the bank account. Not saying that spending is bad, but if it comes down to it, that's something that you want to be mindful of. If your mindset is more geared towards. I've got a lifestyle that I need to maintain. I got to have my coffee, even if my bank account is running on E. I got to have my fill in the blank. Even if my savings say that, hey, I can't afford to have anything bad happen or I'm going to be in trouble. That's something that you want to know about yourself mentally to know if whether or not you're prepared to be able to purchase that home. And lastly, I'll get into home ownership goals. So what are your home ownership goals? Is this a place that you're looking to purchase because you want some place that you can call home? which is a good reason you want that sense of ownership. Um, Are you looking to establish yourself and then acquire an investment property? Again, also a good reason. A lot of people own investment properties and use that as a way to build wealth, which is a great tool. Um, Are you looking to build wealth and then leave it to your kids to help them get started in life? And I don't just mean leaving it to them after you pass away, but you have some people that, They get a house and then they help they get another house to help their kids get started on their real estate journey so that their kids didn't have to start where they started, but they can start with a leg up, so to speak. So even if the kid doesn't want to live in the house that they purchased, the kid can sell that house, use the money and go purchase a different house. But a lot of people utilize real estate to help build wealth for their kids. It's also a way that you can use it to pay for college for your kids. If you get started in your real estate journey early. Um, let's say in your late twenties, early thirties, and you've got, you know, time before 18 years or whatever, before your kids are ready to go off to college and you, you're able to purchase a second home or an investment property as that appreciates over the coming, you know, 10, 15 years, by the time your kid gets ready to go to college, If your kid needs a lot of money to be able to go to college and you're the parent that wants to help them out with that, you could do a cash out refinance of that property and send your kid off to school without having a whole bunch of student loan debt. How awesome would that be? Because we know a lot of people, um, students particularly or former students are drowning in student loan debt. And a lot of times it does limit what they're able to do in terms of being able to purchase a home for themselves. So cash out refi on a second property or even a primary property that you have to be able to put your child through college is an option, but also selling that home, taking the profits and using some of that to put your child through college is another option as well. But what is your plans or your goals that you have for being wanting to be a homeowner. So for me personally, I like the sense of ownership. When I was a renter, I did not feel any sense of ownership in the places that I rented because I didn't own them. 
So when I was renting an apartment, I was wanting to take care of the apartment and, you know, make sure that I was able to get my security deposit back, if we're being honest, <laughs> because I knew at some point I was going to be moving out of there. Um, I was in the military for seven years. So I did seven years in the Navy. I moved around a lot, stayed in a couple of apartments and everything. And I always wanted to make sure that I took care of it because I wanted to get my full security deposit back when the time came for me to move out. But I knew it wasn't my own and I never felt that sense of ownership until I purchased my first home and mentally what you feel in this is my place this is something I own my name is on the deed and the title to this home so that's something that changed in me and I knew it was something that I wanted to have I wanted to have that feeling that sense of stability as well and knowing that okay my my payments aren't set. I'm not going to be getting, you know, kicked up on the rent every renewal period or anything. I, I've got my principal and interest payments set. And if anything increases, it's going to be the taxes and insurance. But even if I rented, there would be increases regardless, at least in this sense, a portion of those increases with the principal and interest are controlled. So I knew I wanted that sense of ownership. And I also wanted to invest in myself. When I paid rent every month, that money went to the apartment complex or it went to the landlord when I rented a townhome uh, at one point, and I never saw that money again. That money paid for me to be able to stay in whatever unit I was renting at the time for another month. However, when it was time for me to leave, I never received anything out of that. But when I pay a mortgage payment, a portion of that mortgage payment goes into the principal paying down the principal balance of the loan, which thereby puts equity back into a home that I own. So most people, when they purchase a home, they finance it for a few hundred thousand dollars two, three, four hundred thousand dollars and that home is not owned, what you would say, free and clear because it has a mortgage or it has a debt on it. However, when you make a mortgage payment for the first 15, 20 years of that mortgage, most of that mortgage payment goes toward interest. But a small portion of that mortgage payment goes toward principal. And that's paying down the balance of that loan that you own. And... I like the sense of knowing that every time I made a mortgage payment, yep, a good portion of it was going to interest, but there was also a portion of it that was going toward paying down the principal balance of the loan. Essentially, me putting equity into my own home just by making those mortgage payments, which is something that I was not getting when I was making rent payments because it all goes to the landlord when you're renting, but at least a portion of it comes back to me so that if I purchase that $250,000 home and I decide to sell it 10 years later, I've made 10 years of on-time payments. I probably don't owe $250,000 on that home anymore. I might owe somewhere close to $200,000 or $210,000 uh, on that home, but that's $40,000, $50,000 that I can now put towards something else if I decided to sell that home. 
And that's something that I wanted to that I wanted to have. And so having that sense of ownership, having that ability to be able to invest in myself was something that I wanted uh, to have in me owning a home. So you knowing what your home ownership goals are should really help direct your course in terms of how you purchase a home or if you purchase a home at all. Uh, one final thing or one final thought that I want to leave you with. Know that it's okay to purchase the home that you don't want or that's not your dream home. I, as a, when I was working as a real estate agent, because I've been licensed as a real estate agent since 2007. Uh, now I, all my work is as a loan officer because I just, I'm very passionate about the mortgage industry and financing. So that that's where my my passion lies and so that's where i spend all of my time is in the mortgage industry even though i'm still licensed as an agent uh I, I spend all my time as a loan officer and so one of the things that i've seen working in both capacities is that there are a lot of people who could purchase a home but they choose to wait because they can't purchase the dream home that they really want and a lot of people are not able to see the path to get to where they want, they only see the next step should be where they believe they want to be. So if they're like, oh, I want the four bedroom, two and a half bath, or I want the, you know, the nice home over in whatever part of the city you really want to live in, that's what they really want. And if the next step doesn't get them there, it's hard for a lot of people to be able to see, oh, that, uh, I can go this other route and it can still help me to get to where I want to be. So that's what I mean by it's okay to not purchase the house that you really want at that time. It's okay to, you really want the five bed, three bath, but maybe you can only afford the two bedroom, one and a half bath townhome right now. Take the townhome and make payments on the townhome because a portion of those payments, again, go back to you. So if you're renting, all of your money is going to a landlord. Make a decision to where at least some of your money is gonna come back to you and you own an asset that's appreciating, which is going to help you be able to afford that next step up home later on. So don't push to the side the three bedroom, two bath house that it's not your dream home or it's not the one that you really want, but it's the one that you can afford getting the home you can afford and allowing that to be a stepping stone to get you to the next level up could be a really good decision for you. Again, knowing what your home ownership goals are, will be able to tell you whether or not it is a good decision. However, a lot of people try to jump straight into the dream home that they really want. The, the beautiful one that they saw on Realtor.com or Zillow or Redfin or Trulia or wherever. And they neglect the key stepping stones that could help them get there even quicker or could take them to a better direction that they are not even aware of. Because your average home buyer only lives in their home for, let's say, about eight to ten years. Meaning that even when you buy that home that you think is your dream home now, your family situation might change years from now. You might be looking at things differently when you're married 
And when you have kids, then when you purchase that home as just being single or just being you and your spouse. So don't neglect the stepping stones to get you to where you want to be. Those are oftentimes crucial points to help propel you and launch you even to a higher level than if you were to just wait and wait and wait until getting to some place to where you believe you'll be able to afford that home. Homes appreciate over time. And that home that you really, really want that might be $350,000 now, you're like, oh, I'm gonna wait until I can get that home. By waiting, let's say you wait five years or seven years, that home might now be worth $420,000. That home is gonna continue to appreciate in price. And in many cases, people's salaries are not appreciating at the same level or not increasing at the same level that homes are appreciating. So that home could be forever running away from you. But if you get into an asset that's also appreciating and you're also making monthly mortgage payments on time that's putting equity back into your home, that can help you attain that dream home that you really want. So that's all I have for you today. Uh, thank you for taking the time to listen. I hope it's been good. Hope it's been helpful for you. As always, please do follow me on social media. Uh, I'm on Instagram and TikTok at GA Loan Officer GA because I am from Georgia. So GA Loan Officer, you can find me on Instagram and TikTok. You can also find me on LinkedIn, Frederick Middlebrooks. Uh, I'm Frederick Middlebrooks on LinkedIn. Uh, my website is galoanofficer.com. Got a lot of good loan information out there, mortgage information, as well as a mortgage calculator that you can use to help plan what some of those monthly costs are going to be when it comes time for you to purchase that home. So again, please do check out all of my resources and everything. Also, I will throw a plug in for Alert Properties. Uh, that is the brokerage where my real estate license that I don't so frequently use, but still do have active, that's where my real estate license sits. So if you are in Georgia and looking for a good real estate agent um, or in Georgia and looking for a good real estate brokerage, uh, reach out to Alert Properties. Um, and you can find the website also at alertpropertiesre.com, RE for real estate. So alertpropertiesre.com. Uh, that'll take you to the real, the real estate site, the website, and you can uh, check them out and get started on your home ownership journey as well. So that's all I have for you. Look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Have a blessed rest of your week and take care.